You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio. It is Tuesday, day two of the U.S. Open, and the story of the day, what else? It is hot in New York, and um, borderline controversially hot. One, maybe one of the hottest days uh, ever at the U.S. Open, and that is what's dominating today's storylines. And we'll get into some results in a second. But you know, I think temperature-wise, you got up to about 96 today, 50, 60, 70 percent humidity, and just even early in the morning, you know, many, many former players, commentators, analysts were saying that it was maybe one going to be one of the hottest days ever, and it's led to um, actually the first time ever that the ATP. Um, implemented a heat rule, and actually the HP didn't implement it, it was the USTA. Um, and so between, if a men's match went more than more than three sets, or actually, sorry, if a, if a men's match, yeah, that, that's right, um, if a men's match went three sets or more, then um, there was a 10 minute break after the third set before the fourth set. And um, that's something that's actually never been done, but because it was so hot, that actually was implemented today. Obviously, the, the WTA has a, a heat rule. When it's that hot, you get a you get a break after the second, after the second set. Now, that heat was always going to cause problems for a lot of players, especially when you get to this point of the year. You know, many players. You know, many people think of Australia as the the hot slam. You know, it gets up. It's like a hundred. It's hundred five degrees. I think at one point this this year's Australian Open was one hundred ten degrees, but it's a very it's much more of a dry heat, and. Here in New York, uh, you know, have, speaking from experience, when it's hot at the U.S. Open, it is absolutely brutal to play in, and you know, it's led to four retirements at this point of the day, and I wouldn't be surprised to see more. Even though it is getting cooler, it's still hot there, and um, many players who, who got down early in the match, you know, when you have to battle through that much, it's hard to to um, put your body through it, and so. You know, many matches that were potentially have gone to a fifth set aren't going to a fifth set. Now you look at some of these matches, and um, Barankis retires, and Meyer retires. Uh, they actually had won a set in their matches, but it got to the fourth set, and they just didn't have anything left. And you know what's so interesting about the U.S. Open is it's in August, August September. And this is you know the 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 third fourth quarter of the tennis season, and these guys are tired and they're worn out. Um, Compared to earlier in the season, and you get onto a hard court, demanding surface, it's hot. The the heat definitely, you know, only becomes more intense when you're on a hard court, and it causes you know causes havoc. And that's been the the main story of the day. And I think it it will dominate day two, and it looks like it's going to be almost as hot, or maybe just as hot tomorrow. So we'll see um, we'll see what happens. But it comes down to fitness. You know, some of these guys, you know, everyone. Tennis players are, are absolutely incredible athletes, and um, I have made the argument that they're the fittest athletes on earth because to 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 compete this way in this heat and um, in these conditions and the level at which they are playing tennis, uh, I've made the argument before, but I think it just shows how how impressive um, every player is. But it comes down to who can be fitter, who can get off to a lead. And tactics often change based on these conditions. You know, if you get down in a match, you're not going to be able to grind for very much longer. You're going to be player aggressive. 
Let's go now into some of the notable results from the day um, so far. There was, uh, you know, again, actually, believe it or not, many of the favorites are winning today. Um, I, I, I think that's, you know, kind of not a surprise, especially when you get these conditions. Typically, the better players are more fit. And um, really, the, the, the most interesting, intriguing match involved Novak Djokovic, who um, is the betting favorite to win the U.S. Open on the men's side. He was down two, he was down, a, he, it was one set all, and he was down a break in the third set against Martin Fucevic. And Fucevic was playing great. Djokovic looked weary. He looked, he looked troubled. Um, he was able to fight back and win that third set. And then after the 10-minute break, he came back and won the fourth set 6-0. Um, so that was certainly one of the um, big matches of the day. Obviously, Djokovic, you know, I don't think anyone really expected him to have trouble in that match. Fucevic is a great player, really quality player. And, um, you know, I don't think anyone can sleep on him. But that was one that, uh, you know, maybe the Heat had an impact on, but Djokovic got through it. And then the match I'm watching right now, Francis Tiafo and Adrian Manorino. Uh, I believe I, yesterday on the podcast, I said this was a match to watch. Francis is playing really well. He's up a set and a break because I currently record this podcast. Uh, Francis is quickly becoming one of the most reliable American tennis players. And for somebody who is exciting and electric as he is, that's an exciting, it's an exciting thing, I think, for American tennis because he's a great personality, he's a great player, and, and he's, putting in, he's putting in the work week in, week out, and he's getting the results now. And um, if he can close us out, I think he's got a great chance to make a, make a run here at the U.S. Open. Let's look ahead to tomorrow's matches. There are definitely some good ones. Um, you know, as we, I thought, to be honest, I thought the first round of this year's U.S. Open was a little, little more, I don't want to say boring, but I want to say maybe a, a little less intrigue in the first round this year. Not as many great first round matchups. Obviously, you had like Vavrinka, Dimitrov, that was a great one. Kuznetsova, Venus, that was a great one. But other than that, there wasn't a lot of um, incredible matches. Round two, definitely, I think it, we step up. Venus, Venus's draw is very difficult. She's going to play Camilla Georgie tomorrow. And obviously, Georgie hit the ball so hard, and in the heat, the ball's flying. Um, we'll have to see how Venus, you know, at 38 years old, in extreme heat, can hold up with that. But, um, you know, I, I, I think she's the favorite, but Georgie, if she's on, can absolutely hit her off the court. So that's a great women's match. And the other women's match that I really like is Victoria Azarenka versus Daria Gavrilova. Azarenka coming back, still trying to get back to the top. Gavrilova's absolutely feisty on the court, gets everything back, does not, does not stop, is very fit as well. And so I think um, it could definitely be a battle. Uh, I, I think Azarenka should win it, but might not. Um, I think Gavrilova might, might just you know, claw her way through that. But if Azarenka can play aggressive, I think she's got a great shot there. On the men's side, um, a match that maybe on paper looks a little lopsided, but Walmarty Del Potro versus Dennis Kudla. Um, Del Potro's playing, you know, some great tennis this year after world number three, but so is Dennis Kudla, and Dennis Kudla's having, I think, his best year ever. Um, he's not his career high ranking, but he's putting together an entire season that's that's truly solid, and he, he got his second ever win at the U.S. Open, straight sets over Matteo Berrettini. Um, Kudla will like this matchup, I think, because he can absolutely dominate the backhand to backhand rallies. Uh, Kudla's backhand is one of the best shots, one of the best backhands on tour, I think. Um, and then obviously Del Potro struggles with the backhand. Um, uh, I watched him practice, and he hits the slice great, but still, when he has to, when he has to generate, or he tries to play at all offensive on the backhand, um, he just doesn't generate enough topspin yet. Um, 
it's he I tell you what he does disguise it very well he does hide it very well his forehand is obviously probably the best on tour um, and so it'll be an interesting battle I think Kuda can extend that to maybe four sets and if he can get it to five Kuda's extremely fit and um, Del Potro has been known maybe to get a little weary in the heat so watch for Dennis Kuda to maybe maybe make that one interesting and then a battle of young guns Stefano Tsitsipas versus Daniel Medvedev um, Tsitsipas quickly in my eyes becoming you know going to be a staple top 10 player I think very soon he's already basically 15 in the world now um, and plays a style of tennis that is very easy on the eye um, aggressive nice forehand almost an eastern forehand one-handed backhand plays with a lot of charisma a lot of energy um, and then Daniel Medvedev one of the most odd players I think I, odd young players I can think of you know he's tall he's like 6'5 and serves big but then from the baseline he plays very defensively plays kind of um, a flat you know plays with some of the least spin on tour um, and typically young players play with a little more spin um, but not Medvedev so that will be a, a very interesting one I think Sitsipas gets through it but Medvedev can always be tricky and those two have had um, some interest in the past and so I think it'll be interesting to see uh, if that one gets a little fiery obviously when two young players play each other it's always always interesting that's it for day two. Hope you enjoyed Open Stance audio. Um, enjoy the tennis, get home, watch the night session, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow for episode three.